And let me begin this morning with something that is a little off topic, then I'll come back to the message of the day. And you need to look up and be wise. The gospel makes us wise. Not just in what you call spiritual things, but in every aspect of our life. Life itself is spiritual anyway. The challenge with Africa is because, now what I'm going to say, say to you now is responsible for whatever you see in this part of the world. The challenge with Africa is that we are removed from where God, the normal place was supposed to be to another place. And I will explain. There are two realms of existence. The realm of creativity, which is the realm of God. And then the realm of man, which is survival. Don't forget. Two realms. God's realm is the creative realm. God not the type to survive. I believe so. Yes. But there's the man realm, which is a survival realm. And that realm is where we have been forced into. And that's where we operate. The reality of the African man is surviving. Just to survive. So we go to school to survive. We go to church to survive. We marry to survive. So we have children to survive. People say have children so that they will take care of you afterwards. <laughs> Just listen to me carefully. Just listen to me carefully. We pray to survive. Even in our songs, what we call gospel songs, we sing to help us survive. And then we come back to thank him because now we are surviving. And what we call surviving is just me making ends meet. Right? So, for example, what I'm explaining to you is why you and I will wait for the white man to first create a car. And then we buy. And if we buy, we believe we have survived. Just follow me carefully. And so, it doesn't matter how educated a man is in that realm of survival. Huh? He's always running the rat race. One of my friends said, even if you win the rat race, you are still a rat. But I want you to know something. That the gospel is supposed to bring us up to that realm of creativity, the realm of God. Where life is not about surviving, but it's about expressing the fullness of God in us. Somebody say amen. And that will make sense to you now because even the quote-unquote, religion that was given to us was also given to us as a means of survival. Isn't that so? That's how. People go to church to get something. They want to get something. They want to survive. So, now that will make sense now when we say that the gospel is just being preached because it is in the gospel that the glory of man is fully restored. To so where that man, like his father, is also a creator. Are you with me so far? Because if he is our father, we're his children. Are we not like him? No, are we not like him? Are you not like him? Let me ask you that. Are you not like him? You are like him. And so if our father is a creator, that means we too, we are creators. But don't forget, there are two realms. Don't forget, underline this. In your life, in your business, in your choices, and everything to do, you do, underline these two things. You've got to understand. Are you operating on the God realm, the creative realm, or are you operating 
on the survival realm. Don't forget that. Example of a creative realm is when Jesus is faced with 5,000 people, women and children not counted, that means probably seven, eight, nine thousand. Some theologians sell to 10,000 people. And then what he had in his hand was just five, how many, how many, two fish, right? And five loaves. Is that, is that, that's right. So, and in the realm of man, his disciples said, but what can this lead to be for this so many? That's the realm of man, survival realm, right? And then the Bible said, Jesus took what was there, lifted up his eyes, and looked into the realm of God. Into the creative realm. And suddenly, the power of creation came upon the little that he had in his hand, and he supplied everybody. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Now, that's what Jesus was saying. Of. And you and I know, I've taught you, I've said this over and over again, that Jesus is our example. Is that so? He's our prototype. Is that so? Okay, so who he is is who we are supposed to be. In fact, that is who we are. Somebody say amen. Don't forget, when we say supposed to be, it's not because we are, we are not. It's just that we have not understood it. Now, with this background, of this year, we are specific in what we are saying. We are a truth-based guiding church, so we go from precept to precept, from level to level. This year, I've told you that God has given us a blank check. Is that true? Praise God. Amen. Blank check means you can write what you want. And I've told you that this year, the way to operate, to get to the place of settlement, is that we walk in the faith of our Father. Listen to me. There's the faith of man, but there's the faith of God. The faith of man is used for survival. Have you seen people say they have faith, but they're just trying to survive? Everything the faith is built for is to give something to help them survive. That's the faith of man. But the faith of God is different. Somebody say a loud amen. And I've tried to share that with you to explain to you what this faith is all about. So this morning, let me share with you a little bit on engaging the heart. Somebody say the heart. Put your hand on your chest and say the heart. Come on now. The heart. One more time, the heart. So, so let's talk about how to engage from the heart. Amen. And this is very important. Please, I'm trying to teach this morning. And so let's follow line by line. The question I want to ask you to begin this message this morning is, if I were to ask you this question, that what is the highest way you can obey God? What is the highest level of obedience? You know, we're always talking about obeying God. Isn't that true? Right. So if I ask you, what is the highest level of obedience you can give to God? That means, what is the highest way you can obey God? What will you say? What will your answer be? Because we always thought about obeying God on all things. But the question I ask, if I should pose this question to you this morning, asking you, what is the highest way we can obey God? What will your answer be? Think about that first in your heart. What will your answer be if I were to ask you this morning that you are trying to obey God? What is the highest thing you will do to mean that you are obeying God? What will your answer be? Let me not keep you in two suspense. Brothers and sisters, it's simple. The highest act of obedience you can give to God is to believe. Somebody say amen. amen. Believing. Somebody say believing. believing. Listen, let me share something with you. And I hope you follow through. The highest level of obedience you can give to God is to believe. They came to Jesus and they asked him, what shall we be doing to be doing the work of God? What did Jesus tell them? Believe in the one that he has uh, sent. 
unfortunately this is what is the hardest for man man can do man can act man can perform ritual man can sing a song that he does not believe in right man can sing a song that he does not believe in man can tell you he loves you but his heart is not involved is that true now this is the most difficult thing for man but before i get there let me also point to you that number two thing you need to understand is that the most transformative power that a man can engage is to believe not only is it the highest point of obedience to god to believe also present the highest i know what i'm telling you what i'm sharing with you i've seen beyond my physical eyes i've seen beyond reading i've seen beyond understanding i've looked into the realm and see that the most transformative power anyone can engage is to believe no wonder anywhere jesus keeps saying believe if you summarize the message of jesus that's what he was talking about right yeah it's belief belief everywhere is belief and in church we'll talk about belief 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 but today we want to understand practically what that believing eh, means praise god don't forget i'll say two things the highest level of obedience you're trying to obey god the highest level of obedience is to believe man will prefer to walk rather than to believe at least it gives you something to boast about isn't it yes. i i am more righteous than Boston. At least I don't get the well like him. Amen. <laughs> we like man like righteousness they can measure. <laughs> Who righteous pass? Who will pass? You know, don't forget survival level. You see, it's still survival. It comes down to survival. Now, so watch this, and I will also so tell to the things I say to you, right? Even if you don't believe it, write it down. After a while, it will make sense to you. The most, if you want to transform your life, the highest the greatest transformative power you can engage is believing it can change any man take any man from somewhere to anywhere praise god now watch this number three i've talked about that but let me also go down now number three to tell you what to believe that the most important thing that you can believe is what you believe about who you are just follow me carefully. You can believe God to buy a car. Hmm? Survival. If you are still an angry, if listen, if you are infested with anger, car not to cure anger. If we even make you more angry, you will know when Okada man scratches your car. All the anger that is boiling, you want to rip their head off. You want to read it's not the car it's not the okada man it's what is going on inside you can believe to get a car a house you can believe to get married and then when you go reach inside there you go here you can see say waiting the here enter teacher no waiting teacher they pay right so listen to me carefully I'm not telling you that by believing you cannot get things, but that's even the lowest part of it. Believing is what changes who you are. Somebody say amen. So, we're going to talk about believing God for things and all that stuff. That's what he's talked about. But don't forget, the most important thing that you can believe is believing who you are. Let me just say this to you. What you are manifesting now 
and the level that you are, what you are operating, is a function of what you have believed about yourself. It's okay. You can blame National Assembly. You can blame EFCC, Buhari, George Bush, um, who again, Murutana Mohammed. <laughs> you can blame all of them until you come to believe or that, that I am responsible and you are responsible. Maturity is when a man comes and accepts responsibility for his life. You can blame what your parents did not give to you. That's okay. But don't forget, them too no know any better. I used to, I tell this story all the time. My father used to tell me, my father hated, that he hated seeing a man in the kitchen. Because he feels, he feels it makes you feminine. It was a terror to him to see a boy in the kitchen. I will tell you, never enter the kitchen. That's a place for women. That's what he told me, instructively. I'm not telling you that it's with anger. He will tell you, don't go there. That's a place for women. God helped me. God liked me too much. I left from there, and I went to live with my uncle, who happens to be a very wealthy man. And then I go there, he's cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> we have visitors in the house, high-rated people. He's sitting with them in the parlor. They don't know he's the one cooking the food they're eating. He will come. And I, happen, I grew up to become his manager. So all our business discussions we hold in the kitchen. That's when I learned how to pound the yam. It's not pound yam electrical. The mortar and pistol. As he's doing the soup, I'm pounding the yam. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Angie, Angie, how, how was the office today? I said, sir, it's good. You know, we did this, we did it, and I'm pounding, and, I, <laughs> and I'm pounding the yam. Now, watch this. What, what if I had grown up all my life, and oh, the only thing I knew was what my father said? Did you think that that, that will affect my life? Yes. It will. But now, let me ask you. Was my father a wicked man by telling me that? No. He said it according to his own knowledge. Everything that you are right now, if you like, you can say I'm lying. That's fine. But one day you will grow up to know that where you are now is a function of what you have believed. To get to another level, you must believe something else. Somebody say amen. It will make sense why Jesus keeps saying believe. To the poor, he said believe. To the rich, he said believe. To the Pharisee, he said believe. To the woman on the street, he said believe. His message for everyone was to believe. Because we have to believe something. When we believe something higher, we get to a higher place. Somebody say a very loud amen. Are you with me so far? Don't forget, believing is the most transformative power any man can engage. Now, the question I want to ask you this morning, you call yourself believers, but have you believed? That's the question. We are also believers. But have you believed? Church is full of places where we say the things that we don't believe. You may place, they say, God is good. Everybody shout all the time. I start to talk about God that is good all the time. You say I'm a heretic. You just say God is good all the time. Not sometimes. From your own mouth. Now you talk, say, God is good. Everybody shout all the time. And I start to preach to you a God that is good. But when you are good, when you are not good, you say, no, 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 that's not correct. So you should change. They say, God is good only sometimes. Now, when you move it further, 
work of the greatest shock when I came into the ministry was I encountered people who even know this gospel more than I do. They can quote it. They can diagnose it. They can lay it out principle by principle. But when I looked at their life, something else was happening. I started to wonder what is going on. They know this thing more than I do. I was even trying to submit to them. When I sat with them, they mesmerized my head. They taught me the gospel of grace in depth. Many ways I was taught. But when I tried to do business with the person, another law is at work. It feared me because I know that if this message of Christ does not transform a man, I wonder what it will. And this is why after some time, you see some people who have believed when things around them don't add up, they start looking for other answers. They start looking for other ways. There are pastors who came, embraced the gospel of grace, and they thought that once you tell people, don't pay tight, the place will be full. Unfortunately, when they started saying it, the people that were paying in their church stopped paying. And then those who used to attend regularly, some started to stop him. They now added, they said, there's grace, but... And then you see them going back to the same things that they've talked about. Listen to me. My question to you, brothers and sisters, beloved, this morning. You call yourself a believer, but do you believe? That's the question. And so let's move further. Let's get to understand. When I say believe, what this belief in means. Friend, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm going to read the scripture now. Put on the screen for me, Matthew chapter 15, 7 to 9. Matthew chapter 15. I'm going to we break something down now. Listen to me carefully, friend. And this explains why you can be very religious. You can be a prayer warrior. You can be a fasting warrior. Is that something like that? Fasting warrior. You can be a thanksgiving warrior. You can be a mountain warrior. Thank God. Thank you. <laughs> mountain warrior. Now you go mountain pass. You always find you live on the mountain. Eh? But let me let's say you understand that right well. <laughs> You can be a mountain warrior. You can be a holy warrior. You can be perfectly holy. In you know your beret, you know your holiness beret. You wear uniform of holiness, and your life is not producing anything. Your life is not producing anything. I don't see plenty like that. When you engage the truth, they seem to know the truth. But then what's the problem? I ask. What is going on? Listen to me carefully. What I'm going to explain to you is the disconnect. Follow me carefully. You need to understand this. Matthew chapter 15. Now, I'm reading from verse 9. The, the um, background to this is that the Pharisees were accusing Jesus of breaking their laws. They were forcing Jesus to say, why is it that you don't force your disciples to wash their hands before they eat? This washing of hand is not the one you and I wash. It's a ceremonial washing of hand. Right? So they believe that if you don't wash your hands that ceremonial way, you are unclean. The food will defy you. Don't forget, these are people of God. And for thousands of years, they believe this. And they have practiced this. You are a good believer because you practice this. Right? Now, so, when they saw that Jesus wasn't doing that, remember? And I told, when we were praying this morning, I told you something. That even this church is transitioning to a community. Somebody say amen. amen. 
because I'm realizing more and more you cannot take a new wine and put it inside an old bottle. Not a work. But what happens is that that bottle tries to define the new wine. New wine must be put into new bottles. Amen. In fact, it is the wine that should create the bottle. It is the wine, the flow of the wine that should design the bottle. The bottle. So they were trying to force Jesus on tradition. They accused him. So in response, Jesus said, false and hypocrites. Remember? Jesus never called a sinner these names. Each time you see Jesus calling this, he was talking about, listen to me, those who assume they knew God. Those who can preach the truth comfortably. Those who can dissect from Abraham, from Adam to their present day. Those who can tell you where David was buried. They can tell you the prophets of Isaiah. Don't forget, as a Jewish boy, by the time you were nine, you were supposed to memorize the Torah. That's how it was. So, these are the people. They, they forbid scripture. They were the teachers of the law. Jesus said, false and hypocrites. Isaiah described you perfectly when he said. So, Jesus was quoting Isaiah for them. Next line. These people honor me with what? Now, read that. let's read everybody. One, two, go. These people honor me only with what? Their words. You don't see them before. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, there are seven dimensions of heaven. Hmm? Before you say anything, calm down. Give the man 50,000 to do business. Everything will vanish. 50,000 only. He will tell you I will come tomorrow. Tomorrow will turn to tomorrow. Next tomorrow will turn to next tomorrow. There are many like that and they are all over the place. Both in the traditional church, both among the great preachers, most against, they honor me because I realize that what they are saying is in their head. That's where it's talk. That is why a man can teach you all these things, but his life is going to another direction. Because as we know, we know where the issues of life come from. Isn't that true? So Jesus says, These people honor me only with their words for their hearts. See the difference now? The words and the hearts. For their hearts are so distant from me. Now let me tell you what, when I ask you, do you believe? Believing, note this one very carefully. Believing is a function of the heart. That's why the Bible says, for with the heart, man does what? Believes. Believing is a function of the heart. That's where believing rests. It's a function of the heart. Don't forget. The truth that you know must become a function that engages the fullness of your heart. And believing is a function of the heart. You can confess with your mouth, right? I am rich, I am rich, I am rich, I am rich. In the next 35 years, na bicycle is still gate. That confession must take place where? In your heart. So believing is a function of the heart. I want you to note that very carefully before I give you the following definitions about believing. But before I do, give me Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. Proverbs 4 23. I need you to understand this. Pastor, why are you teaching this thing to people who are born again, to people who are believers, to people who are anointed? Have you actually believed that your anointing is a function of your heart and not what is in your head? Because the result comes from the heart. Somebody say amen. Watch this. Watch this. All right. Let's read everybody like a mask while you know how we do. One, two, go. So, above all. That means above how many things? All things. So, above all, 
guard the affections of what your heart now stop guard the affections of your heart and if you break it down these affections of your heart means what your will your affections and your consistent thoughts when i say heart don't think about the physical organ but like i explained last thursday even that is a message on itself because the center point of man physically is the heart isn't that true that's where blood is pumped to all for all parts of the body right so life is even in the heart does that make sense when the heart stops beating that's when a man is dead is that true and so just understand that so even that is a message but watch this it says guard the affection so when we say heart what you have to think about is your thoughts your personal thoughts your emotions your affections and your will that's what makes up your heart praise god praise god are you with me so far example let me give you an example how many of you have people relationships friends co-workers family members that you are always quarreling in your heart with them how many of you have done that before raise your hand up i know you now waiting that is not see you listen to me they are not there but you are here contending with them you even speak it out sometimes you quarrel you they complain you are talking as if the person is there that person is not there but you have created that emotion if you go back and sit down now and check what i'm telling you you eventually ended up quarreling with those people go back and go and check you eventually ended up quarreling with those people sometimes in your head you try to reason it out you say no we will not quarrel we will not quarrel huh? <laughs> but you ended up quarreling with those people because don't forget in that quiet place you are engaging the fullness of yourself you are engaging the fullness of yourself and how does it happen look up here I'm going a little bit off but I'll come back how does it happen that's why I tell you the victory comes when a man is delivered see okay look up here that we know christ is that we have been delivered from the knowledge of good and evil simple there are only two knowledge that exist christ and the knowledge of good and evil no man can walk in the fullness of love who still possesses the knowledge of good and evil where contention comes from is from the knowledge of good and evil so you have a friend right based on the knowledge of good and evil you are counting what he has done right and what he has done wrong notice you normally don't start telling them first you first start to count it in yourself is that true you start to count it now listen to this and you are counting it it add up it add up it add up that day i called him he didn't call back what kind of thing is this you quarrel with yourself it's not there hmm? you move on this test is short this test is long this one now you are building up that emotion that emotion the day it will explode what that person will do will be very small thing but don't forget what you are manifesting that day is not what happened it's what you have built up all the time that's what you have built up all the time now you explode that's why people say this church thing, just put church by the side now <laughs> listen to me carefully that's why the bible says, just listen listen to me carefully the bible says god god needs to protect that reason the affections that go on in your heart read carefully he said for they affect how many things all that you are so the affections of your heart is what is affecting all that you are 
Ask not your village people. In fact, the reason your village people are affecting you is because they are in your heart. <laughs> you believe. Remember, believe you believe that they are a problem. Everything. See, you know, we can deceive ourselves, God forbid, to give you reasons and excuses. But once you start to realize that you have a role to play in what is going on around you, you take responsibility. Because what I've been teaching since this year is how to control the affections of what? Your heart. Because if that place is what affects all that I am and all that you are. Now listen, next line it says, pay attention to the welfare of what? Your innermost being. What is this innermost being? Your heart. Pay attention to the welfare hmm, of your innermost being. Now why is that? Because from there flows the what? The wellspring of life. The other translation says, for out of it comes the issues of life. Now, if you read clearly, what this place says in essence is that, of course, that's in the TPT translation. It says that it is not your age. It is not your circumstance that determines the seasons of your life, but your heart. That's what it says. Very powerful. We were not taught this before. That it is not your age or the circumstance. Right? Uh, where they born you? Who born you? Who be your papa? Who be the president of the country? Whether the military they rule or not. It's not it's, it's, it's not all of that. You say what determines where what is happening in your life is the thing that is happening where in your innermost being. Praise God. Now listen to me carefully. So you have to understand that believing is a function of the heart. That's what I'm telling you. Because that's what repositions your heart. A man can say many things in his mouth, but what actually happens is what is in his heart. And the man at his lowest level can deceive you. A man can say, I love you, when he doesn't. Is that true? Uh -huh. He's trying to deceive you. Now, so let's move on further because of time and agree on what believing is. So, I've given you different definitions before. Let's add a little bit to that. Number one. Now, the only thing I'm adding to the first one, I've told you that to believe is to take personal possession of truth. Is that true? Now, that, defi that definition came from Dr. E. W. Kenyon. He was the one who defined to believe. And that helped me a lot because before I saw that definition, I always thought I believe about having a strong heart. That's what I thought it was. He said, no, to believe is to take personal possession, personal ownership of truth. So, for example, we said, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You take it to be yours. Praise God. Does that make sense to anybody? Now, so what I want to add is that, that with the heart, to believe is to take personal possession of the truth with the heart. Praise God. That's the only thing I'm adding to it. Because men have said in their head, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And their fruit is different. Over and over. Now, it's okay to say. We can teach to confess. It's okay to say. But you have to make sure, because I realize that the center of all things, where God is, is in our heart. That's the center of all things. And the heart is full of thoughts, emotions, is full of will and affections. That when a man is affected in that realm, he starts to change things on that side. Somebody say a very loud amen. Are you with me so far? Alright, so that's number one. I've said that already. I told you last time on Thursday that believe is your ability, listen to me very carefully, your ability to transcend above your five senses. And that is easy with the heart. 
with the heart the ability of man to go beyond his five senses the ability of the man to see himself beyond what his environment dictates the ability of a man to put himself in a picture that is different from his physical position the ability of a man to operate in a realm that only his spiritual eyes can see praise god is this making sense to anybody this morning are you sure okay 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 we have to give these things beloved because this gospel has to bring us back to the fullness of the glory we had with the father before the knowledge of good and evil came in and that's what this gospel is supposed to do it's supposed to bring us out put away that and bring us back so that as our papa be now so we serve be somebody say amen if it's a creator i'm a creator somebody say amen hallelujah okay so watch this now so i said that to believe the ability to transcend beyond your five senses your five senses says well i'm too old how did you calculate that it's based on your five senses isn't that so right but you see something else so i'm, I'm discussing something with somebody basically saying, well pastor this thing you are saying is so good but i'm too old to do it right yeah so have they disconnected from there they have disconnected already okay now now let me say the third thing then we'll try to wrap up from here to believe is to be in the end from the beginning I added something else to be remember i told you that the faith of our father you know is that he sets the end from where the beginning the ability of a man all in his heart listen to me all in his heart the ability of a man all in his heart to be at the end from the beginning is belief the ability of a man to transcend beyond his five senses to be at the end from the beginning that's believing the heart is engaged you don't have money physically your five senses say that even your bank account they confirm but right now in the process of believing you put yourself when i say yourself i'm talking about your heart in a place of abundance that's where you think that's where you feel that's what you where you operate from Oga, heaven and earth you know that scripture that says heaven and earth will pass away but the word of this now that is making sense to me praise god everything in this world will work together to bring you to that picture you have in your heart somebody say amen, amen. listen to me listen to me carefully you got to understand what i'm telling you the place of the heart and the head don't honor god don't honor god with your mouth and i've seen that a lot I've seen people come to preach Bible for me. They try to explain to me the 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 grace of God, the, all the stuff about it. But don't forget, beloved. Don't forget, my life will preach it better. Somebody say, Amen. <laughs> my life will preach it better, especially when you're in the community of people. And so, listen to me carefully. I've said a few things about believing. So now, let me reveal to you. I told you this year we are working in the faith of God. Let me reveal to you the secret of creation. Praise God. Don't forget, I've built from step to step to talk about believing, what believing is, and where you believe. Now, let's put that into practice. How? I want to show you the secret of creation. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 3. Hebrews 11, verse number 3. Please show me. Hebrews 11, verse number 3. I want to take something here then i'll go to john chapter 1 hebrews 11. okay so let's all read with a loud voice mass choir style one two go faith 
empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and That's not mass choir style. That looks like village people style. We want to read mass choir style. Everybody with a loud voice. One, two, go. Faith that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's word. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is then. Or you clap for yourself now. Not like that. Good, 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 good. Good people. All of you are buying biscuit at the end of service. <laughs> now watch this. Now watch this. This is the secret of creation. It tells you, remember what I told you beginning this message, that man, the African man, has been removed from creation to survival. He's not creating. He's trying to survive. Right? Now we go back to understand how creation was done. First of all, the Bible says it is with that same faith I'm talking about that we see that the universe was not only created, this is why I love the TPT, was not only created, but it was beautifully what coordinated. How? By the power of God's words, He spoke, and then that which is in the invisible realm. I was teaching here last Sunday. I said, if every man knows how to go to the invisible realm and create wealth, we will not need to teach one another. Is that true? Good simple that means as long as men continue to operate at the realm of man they will do what man does you cannot change it you can preach you can talk all the nonsense no man must translate from this human existence to a divine existence somebody say amen and that's what this message is all about so watch this now but what i want to show you here is how he says by the power of god's uh, words so for all the while I've been teaching, I assumed that it was spoken words. Right? That's what I assumed. Because that's what I've been taught. God's word. God's spoken word. If you go to Genesis, where this is manifested, the Bible said, he said, let there be light, and there was a light. So, all my life, even as a teacher, as a preacher, I have always believed that it was just words. It was late last year, going to this year, that the Spirit of God first began to say to me, no, look closer, it's beyond words. It's beyond words. And I came here and I mentioned that. I said that this thing, so we assume that God just said, let there be light. And then there's light. There's something more to it. And to help me understand, ladies and gentlemen, remember I'm showing you the secret of creation because you are a creator. Let me hear you say, I'm a creator. Oh, louder, I'm a creator. Now, all things have been created. When we say we are creators, it's putting together what has already been created. Putting together what has been created. That's what I mean when we say we're a creator because that's what God wants us to continue to do. So, the secret here, you can notice here, is the word, God's words. But I want to show you that this word is beyond spoken words. Remember I said to you, you are in your house. You the quarrel with somebody. Now, only you the quarrel. Sometimes you say it out. Some other times you don't say it out. But your heart is boiling as you are saying that. You will eventually, if you have, see, look up here. If there's somebody you are doing that with now, eh? 
if you have not quarreled with that person, you will eventually quarrel with that person. What I'm telling you is a real. You will eventually have that quarrel because you are creating that atmosphere. That's what's going on. You are creating that. It will make sense why the Bible keeps telling us, for example, many scriptures are adding up now. And I'll show you something else. Before I do that, John chapter 1. Let me show you that. That's where we begin to round up. John chapter 1, verse number 1. John chapter 1. Okay. Now, remember the old translation says, in the beginning was the, was the, so we also assumed it was spoken uh, words, right? Now, don't forget, it's okay. It can be translated as spoken words. I'm not saying it's wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong. That it can be translated as spoken words. But I want to tell you that it is more than that. Because that's where, look at the TPT. It says, in the beginning, what? The living word, expression. The living word, expression. That means word is replaced by living expression. So, let me, because of time, because of time. What this means is that, of course you know. How many of you know that it's Christ that's been talked about here, right? So, Christ is the living expression of God. If you ask me a question about myself, how do I define myself to you? I try to talk to you, isn't it? But that talking is only a means to express something else. I am more than the words. The words is only communicating what I am. So it's greater than what I am. So if you try to define me as that word, have you made a mistake? Yes. Because number one, listen to me. Yes, the word helps you to understand. But the word is telling you something that is more than a word. When I mean a word, I'm talking about just assigning a phonetic sound to something. That's why the Bible comes here and says, in the very beginning, look at that, the very beginning, the living expression. Somebody say the living expression. So what this means is that all that is God, Christ is the living expression of God. All that is in God was expressed livingly in Christ. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes. Remember what I'm trying to show you is the secret of creation, right? So now let's move on. And he says, so this, the living expression was already there. And the living expression was with God. Yet fully God. So now all of them are the same thing. Hallelujah. There is something that should be present in your mind now. There's something. If you're following me, if you've connected with me, your spirit should be telling you what I'm going to say next. But hold on before I do that. Next line. Give me the next line. Because I want to show you the secret of creation. So they were together face to face in the very beginning. Now, pay attention to verse 3. Look at verse 3. And everybody read again. Mass choir style. Not village people style. Mass choir style. One, two, go. And three. This Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, look at your name and say, Yeah, you go get sense. Tell somebody, say, Yeah, you go get sense. Correct sense. Correct sense. God kind of sense. <laughs> look at this. And through his creative inspiration, the Bible says that this living expression made how many things? All things. But how did he make all things? Through his creative what? Inspiration. To 
through his creative inspiration i told you let there be light is more than spoken words it's creative inspiration it's creative imagination even the english meaning of imagination go and look up one of the synonyms is creative power that's what it's called i told you if you're in your house and you imagine you and somebody they quarrel you are creating that quarrel it will eventually happen let me tell you what will happen that person will eventually offend you and then when you quarrel now you say hey i said it <laughs> you can change it somebody say amen Look at your name and say you can change it. Change it. Touch them. Touch them. Push them. Say you can change it. You can change it. You can change it. You can change it. And through his creative inspiration, God is in you because this same creative inspiration is in everybody. The question is what you are creating with it. Through his creative inspiration, the other translation says he made all things. All things were made through him. This one is the one that answered the question. He says it's through his creative inspiration and creative imagination. And friends, what I'm talking about here is the heart. Where your heart goes. As a man thinks in his heart, that is how that man is. Through his creative inspiration, this living expression made all things. For nothing has existence apart from him. Somebody say amen. amen. Beloved. I told you from the beginning of this message that the most transformative power a man can engage is to believe. I now told you that the thing you must believe most is who you are. Is that what I said? Listen to me carefully. In the discipleship class I was explaining to them this morning, you can use what I'm teaching you to get anything you want. But the greatest blessing in all is how that thing is changing the man that you are. That is where the key is, friends. I told you that the most important thing you have to believe is who you are. Question. If Christ is living expression of God and you and I have been created in the image and likeness of God, what are we? Huh? Look up here. Let's follow the Bible. The Bible calls Christ the living expression. And Christ was supposed to be our prototype. Our example. Right? That's what Christ is supposed to be. The Bible calls him the first fruit from the dead. Right? And so that means bonegenism or whatever you call it is that we are supposed to be one as Christ. Is that true? So that as he is, so are we. So if Christ is God's living expression, question, who are you? Say, I am God's living expression. Come on, say it. I am God's living expression. Say it one more time. I am God's living expression. That means, organ, the purpose of God is to express the fullness of himself through you. That as he, as Christ was, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by example, was God's living expression. So also, you and I, are living, living, we are life, living expressions of God. Number two, as this living expression created all things by creative imagination, can we do the same thing? Yes. 
They don't finish with that. If you agree with what I said, you can write a new chapter for your life. If you agree with what I said, let me just tell you something you don't know. There are many. Thank God for Christ. Let me, let me confess this here. Thank God for Christ. If I happen to gain this revelation before Christ came into my heart, I will never teach it. No, I will never teach it. There are men who know what I said. They only use it to control other people. They use it to build empires for themselves. And you know some of them. But thank God for Christ. Because it's Christ that makes me see that there's no difference between me and my brother. If God is in me, God is so, so there's no junior God inside this man. Because you gave me a better say, you don't go that junior. No, we are the same. And so that makes me know that where God placed me is where he wants to place everybody. I am not special in the eyes of God. And you are less special. There's nothing like that. That's fallacy. They created all those things to manipulate people's mind. Right? So the idea of my work here, as much as I have the strength and clarity, is to push you to the fullness of your glory in Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. I am not saying what you know in your head. I'm saying the life that you live. Praise God. Say I am his living expression. I am God's living expression. Now, 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 think about this. So that thing you are crying to God for blessing. Hey, God, give me this. God, if you give me this organ. Those are the things that God desires to express through you. Because, listen to me, the more you progress, the more you live in health, the more you live in wealth, the more you're able to do good. Who is expressing himself? Your father. You are God's living expression. So as Christ was, don't forget, remember what I told you, that the most transformative, first, the highest obedience is to believe. The most transformative power you can engage is to believe. But what you believe most, who you are. Who are you today? God's living expression. And then, finally, I've showed you the secret you can use to change any situation, any reality. The Bible says that through his creative inspiration, through his creative imagination, that means he sees the end from the beginning. That if you can, in the depth of your heart, sincerely, put yourself in another position, that position will become a reality. This is what they have hidden. This is the truth they have hidden. Church people, religious people, try to suppress all the time. But God is not interested in that because he wants to raise everyone. In fact, he has raised all of us up. Now, what thing we never know, they hold us down. But now you know. Somebody say amen. amen. If you are here, you say louder amen. amen. Much louder amen. amen. So you can create just like the living expression created all things. You can create. My work is to show you the way for you to believe. To be the eyes that shows you what you can do. That no longer, moving from now on, your life is no longer dictated by survival. You have become a creator like your father. You are no longer living to survive. But now, you have become a creator just like your father. That you can create. So, instead of you to stay at home and be quarreling, eh? when you remember that friend, you know what you say? Oh, we are the best of friends. It's not in your mouth. It's in your Sabina, so inside your mind, you're the quarrel already. Change the quarrel now, that's all. Let's change the quarrel. Don't create negative things. 
Don't create negative things. You see people tell you something like, ah, nobody ever hurts me. That's what they have believed. As long as they stay there, not so ego be. They have an imagination that is God. They have used it to create that. And now you can change anything. Now, how many of you saw the video I sent on the church WhatsApp group? How many of you saw the cow video? Video about a cow. Let, raise your hand. Okay. So that shows me the number of people who are active, who watch. Don't forget the church WhatsApp platform. That's where we send information. So you can use your data and watch Aki and Popo. You can use it and do something else different. It's a one-minute video. That one-minute video is from is not from Bible. It's from Al Jazeera. It's not from Bible. It's Al Jazeera. You know what is in that video? How a farmer was able to change the productivity of their cows. Because what I'm teaching you here is how things work, whether it is for humans, whether it is for animals, whether it is for plants. And listen to me carefully. What I'm showing you here is beyond your religion. I'm not talking about whether you call it Christianity or you call it Islam, whatever you call it. No. I'm, what I'm showing you here is working in the realm of God. Gods don't subscribe to religion. Only human beings do. These people took a cow. You know what they did? They designed a glasses, uh, goggles, right? Goggles that you can wear. Inside those goggles is a virtual reality of, like pictures of a green pasture. You know green pastures, green land, the mountains, the hills, and everything. That is what is inside that goggles. And then they put classical music inside that goggles. So when those cows wear it, they are not seeing where they are. They are seeing green pastures. That's what they are seeing. Right? So, this is what they do. So, as they are feeding those cows, they are inside the house in a pen, eating. But they wear them those goggles. So, those cows think, I don't know whether they have mine though, but I'm just telling you. Those cows see themselves thinking in another environment that is conducive, that is beautiful. Where cows are originally supposed to feed. As they are feeding there, they are listening to classical music. Cows, oh, cows. And what is the result? These cows are not only able to produce more milk, they produce more quality milk. These cows did not only produce more milk, they produce more quality milk. Don't forget, cows don't pay tight. <laughs> By changing the picture of environment that they see, changing whether they get sense or not, but in their sense, they are eating in a green pastured land. The same food, not another food. In the same place. But by changing the picture in their mind, their body reacted differently and produced more. The video is in the church WhatsApp group. It's only one minute. You can go and watch it. They did not change their physical position. They did not change their food. They only changed the image that they have. So 
so the cows don't feed themselves in a pen. They see themselves eating in a green pasture land. And classical. Imagine cow would enjoy classical music. Huh. Yeah? And what were they trying to do? They are trying to change what's going on inside of them. And then before you know it, more fruit, more harvest. I use this example to tell you what I'm showing you here. Listen to me carefully. It is in your creative imagination that you can become what you want to be. Somebody say amen. That if you can put yourself in another picture, regardless of your five senses, and hold on to that picture, not only for you, but for those around you. Hold on to that picture. Heaven and earth is already designed to bring it to pass. It doesn't matter how poor they have said you are. You are great-grandfather poor, grandfather poor, your father poor, your uncle poor, your village people poor. And then, if we translate the name they give to you, it means poverty. If that is your condition, yes, that's your condition. But you can translate into another situation. Praise God. And that translation is the process that by which God creates. you like your father. You can translate yourself into another environment. Hold on to that environment in your heart. Heaven and earth is already programmed to give you that which is in your heart. Have you been blessed today? Are you sure? Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you two minutes. Everybody bow down your head. I'm going to give you two minutes. I'm not going to ask you to stand up and start shouting at God. No. What you're going to do in these two minutes is to try to reconstruct the message you had today. What did you hear? Use these two minutes to reconstruct. I have said many things, but what did you hear? What exactly did you hear? Because that which you heard is what you're taking home. I'll give you two minutes. What did you hear? If you know what you heard, you will see it. One thing is to hear what I said. Another is to see it. If you heard it, you will see it now. Now you will see it. And those of you who are already working on it, you can place yourself in another, on another position, situation, immediately. Amen and amen. I'm going to let you go, but I've taught you what to do. I just give you an example. Right? Prayer used to be with so much words. Remember? But your father's word is creative imagination, creative power. That's where your father's word is. So now you continue to speak as your father. When you go home, I've just shown you an example of what to do. We can do this all day here. But this is what you do. This is how you live your life. And you see changes happen everywhere. Somebody say amen.